And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindegaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Glovers Cast, the only podcast dedicated to the club. 13 points clear at the top of National League South, Yeovil Town. I'm in, and I'm in the north, a little bit closer to my two co-hosts, Mr David Coates. Oh, I think you're northwest. I'm going to say you're my side of the Pennines, eh? That's I true, claim you. Ben. I'm, I claim a, you. I'm, a little bit, I'm a little bit further away from you, Ben, but Dave, yeah, Dave has claimed me. Um, like does Joe Day does crosses. <laughs> does that make me geographically closest to Yeovil? Oh, it might uh, do. You know, oh, I don't know. Yeah, it might do. We'd have I'm to. We'd further have further north than Ben. Only I've ever so slightly. To, I've not been able to stop this nosebleed oh, ever man. since I got past Bristol. Bristol, he's, you're doing well then. You're doing better than he's, normal. He's been moaning all day about how cold he is. Yeah. Got his willy hat on. It's been lovely today. It's been gorgeous. It's been at least four degrees. Willy hat. Oh. You're a woolly hat, lad. Have you got your woolly hat on? (laughs) Need my fingerless gloves too. Um, yeah, it's very cold. It is cold. I'm I'm I don't know how you two do it. You have braver souls than I. Ian is far further south than Leeds. Oh what a shame. I say far further south. He's still in the greater Manchester conurbation, isn't he? But he's... Uh, <laughs> oh, he's definitely... oh, hang on. Oh, yeah. Have that. Have that. You can't, you can't throw words like conurbation around. Conurbation? Conurbation? Yeah. Who? Who is conurbation? <laughs> I don't know. I think he used to play for Boris Green. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure we had uh, him on loan under Darren Way at one point. Exactly, his, brother, yeah, his brother's master. Oh, <laughs> hey! There we go. We've started. We're off and running. Let's go. <laughs> That's it. Colin switched off again. Right. On we go. Oh, dear, dear, dear. dear. We've got we've got news. Should we do the news first of all? Go on. Do the news. Because the news is, if you are looking for Glover's Cast news on gloverscast.co.uk, you ain't going to find it. Uh, it does exist. Um, I wrote a thing about the Truro rearrangement, and it is on the website, but you can't see it because it doesn't appear on the timeline anything. So, But it comes a- out on the Daily Glove. But it comes out on the Daily Glove. You so click it, it and it doesn't take you anywhere. It just takes you to the front page. Rubbish. Ah, it worked for me yesterday. Oh, did it? I clicked it and it went. It took me straight back to the front page. Yeah. Basically, our, our web hosts, it said something was full. And then I've said, how do I make this thing not full? And they said, oh, there's a problem. Um, We need to fix it. And they've not yet fixed it. So, um, yeah. People will still be able to listen to this because the website doesn't host the podcast. Right. Podcast goes somewhere else. So I, I did enjoy that your uh, your IT guru who messaged you back was a Mrs. Tingling. I'm sure her surname was Tingling. <laughs> Tingling. Tingling. That's what it was. I'm sure that's what it said. I'm not. Mrs. Yeah. Well, I've been on the. I was on on the phone to someone Mr. for about Tingling. twenty minutes earlier. Oh, Mr. And, Tingling. Um, okay. 
rather than put me on like hold and let me listen to some crappy music, he just was Rang a bell. bashing the keyboard <laughs> next to me. <laughs> he was just clearly on like a live chat with whoever and yeah. just, yeah. So yeah, it's a bit of a pain. They're, they're going to fix it, but they don't know how long it's going to take, which is a bit of a pain. It's that, it's that so, authoritative looking blonde woman from the adverts, isn't it? Have you seen the INS adverts? She's, she's always in my ears on Spotify because I'm too tight to pay for the premium. Right. And she's always in my ears, and I'm going to be angry about it tomorrow Yeah. when she it. pops in my ears. That's it. Next and yeah, you are right. Tingling. Yeah. Mr. You Tingling. To, you, you, you appear to have emailed a CBBS presenter. Yeah. <laughs> that's why it's not being fixed. That's why Maybe it's not being fixed. problem, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Tumble and the Teletubbies are going to do it instead. <laughs> Damn right. Right. Okay. Ben appears so, to be yeah, drinking from a, a Leeds United mug. Can stop the hold the phone. Oof. Oof, I'm not sure about that. I can confirm that it is the wife's. It has number eight rather than number ten on the back. Oh, okay. Right. Um. So what you won't have read is that Truro has been rearranged for Thursday. Thursday, night, a Thursday in April. So that begs the question: What the hell are we going to do? That's Life our night. The game. Live show from the game. From yeah, Wordsworth Drive. Mate. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to be on anyway, is so, it? So, I'll take my wellies and my waders. And... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll come right here from the middle of a middle of a flood. <laughs> oh, dear. There you yeah. go. 11th of April in a Worthing Dartford sandwich. Both at home. Yeah. I'm kind of I'm kind of glad it's that late because I'm kind of hopeful that it won't matter by that point. So, um, but yeah, we have a new third last game of the season. It's Truro mm. in Taunton rather than Plymouth. Got it? Excellent. It's the day right. before the wife's birthday, so that might be a struggle. <clears throat> what well, a lovely present for her, though. Do you want to come yeah. and stand knee, knee deep in mud yeah. <laughs> the night before you turn a year extra? Close your eyes when the music's on and it'll feel like Glastonbury. Uh, yeah, it might do, actually. Glastonbury on a bad day. There you go. Right. Very good. Football match um, broke out on Tuesday night. Is that all it? the news? Do we want to talk about the news from today or should we talk about Western? Talk about Western. Western. Let's talk about Western. Football chat. Football chat. Well, let's talk Do about you know Yeovil playing Western. Yes. Okay. Four subs. Yep, uh, yep. A whistle-shaped hole and a... Will Dawes start and Jordan Stevens start. Mm. Um, getting and some a, more legs out there. And a very quick start. I yes. With Jordan Stevens on the pitch. Yes. I mean, I did think it was going to end up 90 nil um, because of the speed at which we scored. But didn't it didn't quite turn out that way. No. <laughs> um, but a great start. Mm. Um and I, yeah, I did think, well, we've cut them open very easily. Um, well, we Michael go. Smith but, did. Yes. That ball. Yes. I, I don't even know how he sees it. I don't even know how he sees the ball. Like, he just sees passes that the rest of them don't, that no one else does. And it's only when you watch it back two or three times, you go, that's ridiculous. Absolute thread the needle delivery. And then for it to get across, it's a neat little finish too, isn't it? It's nearly it's a little a great finish. It's nearly a little back early job. It's oh, it's a really nice finish. Which after a minute, it's quite difficult to be that composed. Really difficult and just lovely football. 
That was the one he practiced in the schoolyard, if I remember rightly. So I called it, and you uh, the play the playing ground, or I can't remember what I called it. Oh uh, yeah, schoolyard. You did. Yeah, you called it a schoolyard, yeah. but it's like the playground. The playground, what yeah. Most playground football from England. Sam Pearson. His trademark goal, apparently. I thought his trademark goal was like the bicey thing, the sideways bicey that he um, did. Yeah, but I suppose he was quite low down then, wasn't he? But the back hill was nice. Yeah, it is nice. Yeah. Mm. Very it's good. funny because there was a there was a post, wasn't there, saying he'd been involved in four goal uh, goal involvement. He either scored three goals and assisted one, didn't he? They said, <laughs> um, and he. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I heard a couple of people at uh, at Tombridge sort of saying, "Oh, I could really do with a goal. Could really do with a goal." Um, Sam Pearson because he hadn't scored since those two that he he, he did. Now he scored three in five, six, something like that. Um, uh, then his uh, his tally weirdly looks um looks a lot better, even though he's only one goal back. Yeah, it's yeah, um. Yeah. When 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 two of those three goals were within sixty minutes of him starting mm-hmm. his first game, then I, I kind of get the idea of he needs a goal. I think the fact that he felt like he needed a goal because of the fact that he'd missed chances. Yeah, he'd had a few yeah. really good good chances, and it just felt like we he could he could do with a goal. I, I would agree with that sentiment. Hopefully now he's got it, he can go and kick on and, and go and get a, a little run together. Yeah, yeah, that's the point I was gonna make. It was yeah, it's more the chances that he's not put away that made you feel like oh, he could do if just getting one of these in. Um Yeah. But then after that, it it was sort of quite reminiscent of Saturday, I thought. We sort of kept the ball, tried to draw Weston onto us to cut through him, but it just didn't <laughs> It just ended up with us passing it around quite a bit around the back, it felt like, without being able to find that killer ball through to either Sonny or to Matt Worthington to then get on the attack. But the ball was on. I think the pass was on so many times. There was so much space in between. Um, Will Dawes kept coming inside. Jordan Young kept coming inside into the space. But at no point did we get that pass through to them to then do the next thing. And uh, I know we'll talk about Morgan Williams, but, you know, his, he had a bit of a shocker in the first half in terms of how well he kept the ball and how, how the passing was going. Um, and then, unfortunately, he was at fault for the, the equaliser as well, that ball over the top that just misjudges it, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Joe Day's on his bike to go and get it, and it's just... You could see it all happening in slow motion. As soon as he misses that header, it's like, uh-oh. <laughs> and then the ball goes over the keeper so slowly. And it was, uh, yeah, composed finish. But yes, a real error. And we haven't had a lot of those. I think it's worth noting. Um, right. Our defence has been stingy, to say the least, this season. And... We haven't made many errors. We've had a few good goals scored against us, but that was very uncharacteristic, very unlike us. What did you think of the goal scorer wearing number four, Ben? He's a, he was a central midfielder, so I'm kind of okay with it. Um, my 
So his name is Jagger Kane, right? Why have you asked this, Dave? Right. <laughs> the way that, that I the just way lit that I lit the blue touch paper, <laughs> didn't I? <laughs> the way that Ian Randall said it, and brilliant commentary from Ian Randall, but the way that he said it, I kept hearing it as Shaka Khan. <laughs> Shaka Khan. And I was like, I couldn't get that out of my head. So now you will have to have it in your head. Um yeah. but yeah, fine. It's it's, an, it's a nice finish, actually. Um I think we need to talk about the goal scorer because one of the points I made at halftime that I think slots in quite nicely here is he got booked quite early on, didn't he? Mm. Before the goal? Mm. I think so. Yes, I and, think it was before the goal. And then he made a couple of what I would call agricultural challenges. The ref called but, him over at one point, didn't he? With so, the captain, yeah. Exactly. Now, that was the third or fourth time after the yellow that he'd done that. And one of the points I was going to make was, at no point did any one of our players say anything to the ref. At no point did anyone make a deal out of the fact that this goal scorer, who was playing quite well, who was influencing the game in a key position for our t- for our, our opposition, had committed a genuine foul after already being booked. And he was a creative player of theirs who was getting on the board and was causing us some bother. And I just thought to myself, we're being too nice about this. Someone needs to take a little bit of responsibility to say how many more ref. That's the third one. Do some big gestures because it's not just it's not just the seed you plant in the ref. It's what you get into the crowd. The crowd get a bit g'd up by it all and say, like, oh ref, it's him again, and they start getting going. And how many times ref? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I had plenty of that on the commentary. And so there's there's just a little part of me that we need to be a little bit more savvy in exactly the same way that we needed to be more savvy with the ref from the other week and how we get a couple of silly yellow cards there. We need to be a bit more savvy about being horrible. There's an element of us being a bit too nice and we just needed, at times in that first half, I felt like we needed to inject something into the game. And one of the ways we could do that, if the passing and stuff isn't going, is by getting making it dramatic by making a bit of a song and dance about it all. And that was just one thing I thought. We don't really have those players. Charlie Cooper would have done it in a heartbeat. Do we have those players right now? Is that up to Worthy as captain? I'm not really sure, but just something that, because genuinely he could have been sent off for a second book of offence on a couple of occasions. Or you put a scene in his mind of, actually, I do need to chill out for 10 minutes here and not be in the game, keep myself, keep my head down for 10 minutes. Or you put the scene in the manager's Mine too. I might have to take them off at halftime. They're, they're How many seeds are we planting here, Ben? We, yeah, we are... say you got a whole allotment. It's exactly. referee head. Correct. Um, <laughs> it's time of the year to plant your seeds. Um, so that was my point on that. Thank you for listening to my TED talk. I agree. Um, I think yeah, those, those those players that would probably be having conversations with the ref are like Murphy Hyde. Cooper, maybe even Alex Whittle. Hmm. Um, I, I'm sure Michael Smith would, but kind of he was out the way of a lot of. Yeah, so I was thinking because you got New, well. New Blaze a long way out, yeah. and Joe Day's a long way out, and they're probably the three experienced ones. I mean, Worthy is experienced as well, I suppose, but it's that we've got in the team there. Yeah. Yeah. Fair point. But one all at half time. I mean, um, Mark Cooper said today that he thought we 
we played some good football in the first half. Do, do, do we give Weston some credit? It, that I thought they looked like a decent side. Passed, uh, played the ball around well. I thought. I thought both sides um, passed the ball quite well. If that's your thing. I, I think there's definitely a thing where teams are coming to Hewish Park and playing very well, like mm. going above what they how they normally perform. Um, I thought we did okay. There was, you know, there was lots of restlessness, probably the most restlessness that there's been amongst supporters with some of the passages of play. Um, yeah, yeah, it's that that whole, it's our game plan, isn't it? Our game plan is to keep the ball deep, draw teams onto us and then cut through them. And when it works, it, you know, it, it's exciting and, you know, we get chances and that kind of thing. But I suppose in the first half, it didn't feel like it worked brilliantly. Although we, I never felt like we were out of control of the situation, really. It was still, it was more, you know, we, we couldn't get quite get the, the passes right um, to make it happen. There were a couple That's of times. Inside. Yeah, there were a couple of times where, the two central defenders, Wannell and Williams, had the ball, Smith as well, actually, had the ball at, at their feet, and they just stopped still. Mm, yeah. And I just felt you, we need to be injecting a bit of something into this game. Absolutely fine to have the ball, and I'm a massive advocate of of dominating possession and being patient and and doing all those things. But sometimes just standing still ain't going to do it. And I, now, I, I, I said at halftime, I felt like we looked tired. And I think I felt that as much mentally as I did physically. We just looked a bit, I don't know. I don't know if it's the the, the stream or the camera and whether it, I don't, you know, in those moments, like, I don't know what the camera angle was like and whether you just saw, you know, here's Morgan Williams stood still with the ball or that you could see that because everyone else was far away. So Worthy and Sonny are totally marked out of it and you can't get the ball to them because Weston have pushed up so high. But then those Dawes, Stevens, Young and Pearson are kind of looking. There was moments where it was almost like they were blocked out or they weren't moving to be an option rather then, than... But that's football. Well, Western, yeah, that, yeah, that, that's, that's exactly what Western are entitled to do. Yeah, so you Gary have to have a... I don't know if you heard it, if you were listening to it on the radio, but Gary Alwes made this um, point of this out as well about that, and he was saying that he thought it played into Western's hands, mm. basically giving them a rest. Yeah, uh, you giving them a rest, giving them an opportunity to get into their shape, and that's what he thought. He mm. thought Western were quite well organised, uh, knew yeah. what they knew what they wanted to do, and when we stopped there and sort of looked around for it they were able to right, get themselves set a bit more. But mm. to, to your point, one thing I thought when, when I saw the um, four subs and we mentioned it is that it, it I don't think there's another squad in this division or and who could have lost the players we've lost and still still be winning games like, mm. like we are. I mean, you look at the players that we've lost. We lost Reece Murph, that that's like, say, Worthing. That's like taking Ollie Pierce out of their side. Because I think Reese Murphy certainly when he got injured, and I think he might still be now, is our top goal scorer. And I would say comfortably our most natural finisher in the in that squad. 
you took you take that kind of player out of any team. I mean, look at um, Torquay. They, they lost uh, it's Aaron Jarvis, mm. isn't it? There, and they and they've struggled with it. You you take any player out of that, and even a uh, Jake Hyde, who I know hasn't had such an impact on the um, on on the team. Him and you, you, Cooper's kind of been out for extended periods as well. Alex Whittle. It, it shows you just the kind of players that we we've lost. And I know Mark Cooper say keeps saying we don't moan about injuries. Uh, it's kind of saying it without saying it, isn't it? But I listened to the Worthy manager after they um, their uh, defeat uh, uh, Welling, and it was one of the first things he said. Oh, we're all basically missing the entire first team players. I looked at the players; they got. I think they've got about five or six out. But yeah, all right, mate. Take Ollie Pierce out of your side, and uh, then then you can have something to mind. Tapping Merchant. Yeah, exactly. um, Ollie. When when was Reese Murphy's last goal, Dave? Oh, when was Reese Murphy's last goal? Oh, oh, oh. Dartford? Called a penalty? Yeah, 9th of December. Yeah. Against Dartford. When was his goal before that? His last goal before that? Don't know. Can't think. I, I, I can't. 14th, I can't. 14th of November against Farnborough. Yeah. Okay. Well, I would still say that Reese Murphy is an influential player in our. Oh, in, yeah. In, in our 100%. Side. A hundred percent, but we're not missing his goals. No, no, no. But that he that... scored a lot of goals at the start end of the se- at the start of the season. But as things have progressed, I mean, you look at that Chippenham game, and he should have had three or four and didn't. Mm. And it's like there's been quite a few situations where he's not scored the goals, but it's been in those positions. I think, um, yeah, I think it's the experience factor that we're missing from some of those players more so than more so than the goals really it's just them on the pitch and the impact that they make around second half was i thought better i didn't i still didn't think it was particularly amazing but i think that was western being stifling as they are and having a go and finding that extra little bit um we looked better when nuble came on i thought and yet he didn't do masses which was a strange thing. He did that amazing run and amazing shot, but actually, but it seemed to just pick everybody up. And I think that says a lot about our side without Nuble in it. And I think that shows his importance to the group of, he just brings a certain level of, well, if all else fails, I can just try and find Nuble. (laughs) He looked out on his feet when he came off the bench because he's clearly very tired. And, you know, I don't think the plan was to, give him any time at all on on mm. the night and um yeah i mean there's an argument that I, I i you know i think we needed him on there it felt like a game where we needed someone to kind of link it all together a little bit because at points where it was sort of defense to attack and especially in that second half we went a bit more over the top for players to run onto stuff rather than trying to play through um but yeah, I thought we looked to your point about tiredness. I think there's that mental tiredness of top of the league, expecting to win every game, deal with it. Mm-hmm. And also the fact that we are depleted and running on fumes and annoyingly we've got a Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday um, situation. But there we are. It's football. But... 
bloody well found a way though, didn't we? Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, that mentality, whether you're playing amazing football, whether you are as good as any of the best teams in the world at knocking the ball around and playing fast football, or whether it is utter turgid, it matters not a jot if you win the game of football. In the grand yeah. scheme of things, when you've got a definitive target that you want to try and achieve, to find a way, to find a moment of quality, a good free kick that gets put out for a corner, a good delivery of a corner, a good header, you find little strings of of quality play. That's what I think has, has, has impressed me as much as anything about this little run of winning games when we're not at our, at our absolute best. It's the mentality that's ingrained within this bunch of we are not going to just roll over and be okay with drawing one all. We are going to find a way. We're going to get a chance, a confidence of we will find another chance. doesn't matter that we've missed a couple of one-on-ones. Another, another opportunity will come our way and we will try and take it. And it's just, yeah, mentality monsters, a lot of them. And you said Alex Fisher still had an important goal left in him. You must have been pleased to see him score in in that game. It was his goal, wasn't it? Uh, n- no, but when I... when when he runs away in the highlight, I swear he runs away as if he thinks he's got something on it. He runs away because and whispers quietly. Want anyone to know he was stood there? I don't think he wants anyone to know, particularly the linesman, that he stood there. <laughs> see, I've watched. Have you watched the H? Excuse me, yeah. HP source angle. And it you're going to tell like me about the number the defender there. You're going to tell me about the number two, aren't you? I think it I don't know what number it was. I, I, I don't think <laughs> Ian should be talking about his number two. Thank you. <laughs> Get your Bristol stool chart out. Um, <laughs> the number two, <laughs> the Western defender with the number two on his back, um, he is moving back towards the goal line. I don't think he gets there quick enough. I think Fisher's offside. And if he's offside, he is right in the keeper's view. Um, I don't know. Only only a very select number of people will be able to see down that line. And neither angle is completely conclusive. But um, should we just trust the officials on this one? Absolutely. I think they've always, we've always rated officials. Well, we have, yeah, big, yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. So we, we will trust. That's twice though, because if you remember a couple of weeks ago, didn't he get in the way of a Jake Warnell shot? Alex Fisher. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's doing his best to stop him going yeah. in, isn't he? He is <laughs> desperate, isn't he? I will say that I, I said it then, and I'll say it again. That is a striker who knows where to be in the right place at the right time. If you are getting in the way of things, you are in the right place at the right time. So, I stand by it. He's got a big goal left in him this season. Good header. Nope. Though. Okay. Okay. Very. There good are header. a couple of chances before that, weren't there? That, mm. Where it feels like we should have just squared him. Like I think Pearson has one where Dawes is running into the box. Stevens has another one, and I'm not sure if it's Dawes, but someone's square to him to pass it. Young like, has one. Jordan, he, yeah. yeah, just some, kind of just Jordan Young had, he had one of those games where he wanted to take four touches instead of two. Um, and if he just, it was opened up lovely for him. You know, he could have just. You know, like he did against Tunbridge. I know that one is a little bit further out, but just, you know, caressed it into the corner. Why don't you do that rather than try to be clever? Mm. It's that, like that, uh, I think it's an Albans game where he had two or three. Well, he scored one, but he had uh, another three chances to score. And um, it was just put your laces through it. Territory. Yeah. 
Yeah. But uh, back to the goal. And yeah, fair play to Morgan Williams. He had a bit of a stinker by his extremely high standards, which he, you know, admitted himself afterwards that it was not his best game ever. But yeah, jumped above everyone. Good, strong header and another set piece. If we're not going to score in open play, we need to be scoring in these situations. And we've, like we've said before, we've not been able to do that very frequently in previous years. And mm. again, a different type of different type of goal. Another good cross from Sonny. Yeah, happy days. N- nice to have different set piece takers as well. Because you look, mm. Young would do one. Young would be number one. Charlie Cooper's taking his fair few. You're starting to go down the list of set piece takers quite quickly. And Sonny, just good delivery. It's a flat delivery. It's a delivery that says, "Come and head me," and and he does duly oblige. Does does Morgan Williams so nice, lovely scenes. Jude Bellingham celebration for good measure. Very nice indeed. Very nice indeed. And we're all watching to the wall. For the remaining ten, <laughs> yeah, and here's the thing: when you do that, how many times in the history of this football club, in the history of our EFL era, have we gone? Don't defend, don't don't sit deep, please don't sit deep, because I know how this ends. We've all we've all done the flashbacks of Ruben Reed at Exeter at three, or we we've we've all thought it, and yet when we do it this year, we kind of go, yeah, fine, because <laughs> because Joe Day's going to come and get everything. And Jake Warnell's going to head everything and we're going to hoik everything clear. And if it comes back, it comes back. It's fine. It just feels better, <laughs> better this yeah. year at our defence. And, you know, if if and when we, we do reach the mountaintop, we'll have a lot to say about our defence. And just to put that into some perspective, we've conceded 34 this season, Worthing 53. I mean, there's your 13 point difference. Yeah. Ruben Reed did well, didn't he? Should have kept him. Well, in the in the Top tunnel after the game. <laughs> in the That's tunnel after the game, there there were um a couple of their lot were saying we could have done with Ruben here tonight. Yeah, we, we missed Ruben. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> Only Dave missed Ruben. Well, he showed his class, didn't he? They did play well. I I would say I think Western mm. played. I, I thought they were good. They've they've got some good players. Shaka Khan, I thought, despite all his poop housery, was pretty good. Yeah, um, I agree. And Rub, it's just like I see. I what, know, I, you think I, certain players reach a level where they know they're really good, but they just can't be asked to try I, too hard. And uh, you know, and play at a higher level. They're just quite happy to. I thought of Dale Grubb that at times he was oh, fine. I'll do it then. Yeah. And actually, I yeah. thought there were there were players around him that I thought maybe were slightly better. There's one the the bold guy that um off the line blog referred to as the non league John Joe Shelby. Um, yeah. I don't know. I can't remember his name. Yeah. He's got uh, a bit about I him. I think that was was it Humphreys? He had the head yeah. in the first half. He's yeah, got a yeah, bit about Humphreys. him. There was a couple of times that Dale Grubb had the ball and, and this guy was trying to make efforts to get around and Dale Grubb was just, oh, that's no, fine. I'll just put a ball over instead. 40 yards out. Um, so, yeah. Fine. Good. Win. W. And I do like how 
the, the the chats that we've heard from Morgan Williams and from Sam Pearson, they were both quite happy to admit that they were buzzing that Worthing had slipped up as well. You can pretend yes. that you aren't checking the table. You can pretend that it doesn't matter what the gap is. But when you hear the team in second have slipped up somewhere, it's okay to be buzzing. Yeah. yeah. And they were buzzing after. So was so I. You could hear them in the... You could hear them all going... They've lost 4-1. <laughs> They've lost 4-1. <laughs> Who loses 4-1 at Welling? What a bunch of losers. Yeah. I've watched the highlights. I don't know if you've watched the highlights of, uh, of, of Welling. Welling did exactly to them what they did to us, basically broke, just rapid. I mean, obviously Worthing were pushing for the equaliser at the point the third goal went in, but they, yeah, they just, just came at them. With a rapidity, and uh, yeah, they couldn't they couldn't cope with it. A few nice uh, goals, actually, in that game. And their winning yeah. goals were from a guy called Fish, who I did today had a big goal in this year. He did, yeah. Feed the fish. Didn't specify which fish. No. Um, I just can we just there's so much sort of not so much negativity, but the whole like ah oh, we didn't play very well stuff. It's like, remember last year when we didn't play very well and we didn't score any goals and we lost every week and went down. Yeah, like, it keeps it keeps me awake at night, Ian. It's just, there's a bit of a, let's have a bit of perspective. I'd much rather us have perspective. Um, games. How long have you been a football fan for? You expect perspective. <laughs> it's nonsense. Right. Every time it's like, oh, who's passing it sideways and backwards? It's like, yeah, 13 points clear at the top of the league with a game in hand. Yeah. Um, Winning every week, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, pretty, it's, it's pretty good. <laughs> I'm sure people moan more now than yeah. they were last season when we yeah. were losing and playing horrifically. But it feels like at times people are moaning more because yeah. we'd given up last year and they just gave up moaning. Whereas now it's like, yeah, yeah, I can't get my head around it. I, I do feel like the first half maybe was a bit different because I'm I'm a complete advocate for this control and and patience game. First half was a bit different. I thought we were lacking something first half, particularly. But, um, like I say, it's mentality that has impressed me the most. It's if we aren't going to take a million chances that we're creating, good luck trying to score goals against us. We've made one cock up since well, when? When was the last time we conceded a goal that was a genuine error? Others have been good goals. It's just um, it's the mentality of them, and that shows through so much and. We've scored 64. We've conceded 34. With the greatest respect to Worthing, that's probably another point on the goal difference. It's yeah. probably 13 plus a game in hand plus a swing of goal difference. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting to hear Mark Cooper talking today or Thursday, as is also known, um, about how Western, which is absolutely right, came, didn't have anything to play for you know not going to go up not going to go down um so they could just uh, express themselves quite interesting to look at saturday and chelmsford who i think probably still fancy themselves to um to to get past uh past worthing mm. don't have as they, they're, they're, they're obviously i think they've won the last three yep. um and but they don't have as good uh a home record as they do an away record the pressure. Have you seen the numbers of their home record? 
Yeah, have you seen the numbers of their away record then? Yeah, but they're at home. Well, I know they're at home now. <laughs> I was I was staggered mm. when when I heard when I heard Mark Cooper say they're not they, they haven't been amazing at home. They're fifteenth in the home table. Yeah, I don't really know why. What, what, well, there must well, be something about something must have changed because they've had six home wins all season, but four of those have come in the last five. So they must have been absolutely shocking prior to this, I guess, sort of last six weeks, going back to just before Christmas, maybe. Something seems to have turned. But overall, the thing that I noticed about them or I kind of feel about them is they're stingy defensively as well. So it could be a, a, a one from a set piece. It might, be a, yeah, it might be a one-goal game. It might be yeah. a one-moment-of-magic game, one-error game, one... Can you take that one chance that you get? Can you be that spark of magic? And that's that's the question I think we'll ask of our forward players this week. It's you might get one chance. You might not get the three one on ones this year, this year, this match. You might get one. And if you get one, can you take it? And at the other end, can you stifle them enough to only give them one? That's it's going to be a really interesting tactical battle. Um, of a game. Yeah, scoring a lot of goals. They scored, what was it in the week? 4-1, four, four was it? Yeah. 4-0? Yeah. Yeah. Four, one. But at the same time, we've said that, you know, how many teams have gone and scored a boatload mm-hmm. and then they've played us and <laughs> had yeah. zero joy. Yeah. All right. Just the, the gulf between us and the rest is yeah. is there. And I and I think we have I think the vibes that I get after that Tuesday is I hope we've got our I hope the vibe is that we've got a bit of our swagger back. That we've got a bit of that arrogance about us that we had when we went on that ridiculous win streak of just we are gonna go and win this game however much or little you like that idea, we are just going to do it. And that I think is fairly significant. And I hope that, I hope that those players take that into this game and really understand that because of what Welling did on Tuesday, did us a massive favor. We are really low on pressure in this game. This is a freebie now. This is a freebie. Um, Worthing have got Braintree who are flying. Um, Bath have got Haven't, they should take care of that. St Albans have got Welling, crikey, who knows? Maidstone, of course, have got the FA Cup, and then they go to Dover. Um, but we can go in with the with the, with just so so little pressure because we've been handed a lifeline by someone else. This is our freebie now. Get out of it unscathed, and that's fine. Get out of it with a win, and it's ridiculous. Just looking at who their uh, their top scorers were, and I noticed they've got uh, George Alexander, who scored against us for Dartford. Um, he was on loan at Dartford from Bromley, and now he has subsequently signed for Chelmsford. I think he might have been at Chelmsford prior to that as well. But uh, he was a good player, George Alexander, centre forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know he wasn't at, at Chelmsford, but uh, but yeah, he has now signed for Chelmsford. So yeah. Could be uh, a decent player. And um, their top scorer is Charlie Ruff. I mean, we're going to speak to a Chelmsford fan on 
uh, today as you're listening to it on Friday, hopefully. So, um, yeah, we'll ask him those questions and see what uh, see what he says. Mm. All right. Before we take questions, should we talk about the other breaking news from today and our mm-hmm. friends down in Devon? Um, a double, bother, aren't they? Yeah, a double whammy of the owner pulling out and putting the club into administration and I don't know how many hours later it was, but uh, Gary Johnson That's mutually parts company, yeah, with with the club. Yeah. Um, that, that presumably yeah. you would think his wages, I mean for a club that's in administration. I don't know what he's on, but I um I, I, I can't imagine they're probably in a position to keep someone like like that on. And you you, you know, you can see a, a bit of a fire sale happening there with if administrators are in. Yeah, it's um it must have all happened quite quickly because they only put out his press call stuff Thursday morning, talking about the results and looking forward to their game. Um, I think they've got Avely at the weekend. Yeah, Avely. But then six hours later, you, we intend to put the club into administration. Just a slight caveat. They haven't actually done it yet, but that is the intent. Um, and then Gary goes. Um, I had a quick look, and so long as administration is officially formalised before mid-March, I think it's the second Sunday in March, they will lose the 10 points this season um, as opposed to after mid-March, in which case it is at the discretion of the National League and the FA. Um, so that would put them in deep doo-doo. It would take them from 46 to 36 prior to this week's games. Only one more than Truro, three more than Taunton, who would both have four games in hand on them. And Welling, who are unbeaten in five, only four points behind them. And they would have a game in hand as well. It puts them right in the relegation fight. And I remember talking to the uh, the Torquay fan, whenever that was, that we spoke to him earlier in the season, um, about this character who's now put them into administration. And I know their fans were, were calling for him to go and the... Um, his, I think, chief executive to go and Gary to go. So, um, if, if was, you know, two out of three ain't bad, but it definitely puts them in a really precarious pos- position, mm. doesn't it? And, yeah, uh, I know I, I, I put out a, a, a tweet and I know we all laugh and joke about um, beating them and Gary Johnson being in the mod and all the rest of it. He's probably being a, a spa now, I would think, getting a, a, a face pack or something in the mud. Um but uh, but yeah, it, 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 you don't you imagine Gary Johnson with a face pack on now, aren't you? Um, <laughs> you, you don't. Uh, it's not. It's not any. I don't think it's anything that we genuinely want to see. I know there's people out there saying, "Oh, well, they sang songs about Lee Collins, and therefore we should, uh, you know, take the mickey out of them." And uh, you know, football banter is is what it is. But ultimately, I think we've come close probably closer than we uh, we realised by the sounds of it, to losing our football club. And when you're in administration, that mm. is probably as close as you're going to come to losing your football club. And I think Torquay fans have probably been there before. Um, and I don't think anybody seriously um, would want to see Torquay go out of business. No, that would be a bit... No. That'd be a bit too much, but... I think I tried to describe it to... Um... To somebody earlier on, I said that we've gone from chanting about 
who finished 12th in a two horse race to actually, are they even going to finish the race? And that's a very different mindset. And you do wish them well. And I'll tell you what I was thinking about, and I don't know what you, your guys' thoughts are. The football landscape doesn't have a strong southwest of England, does it? And it never really has. Um, Not strong with some other region. You, you, southeast, you've got London. Northwest, you've got Manchester's and Liverpool's and all the sub-towns around that that, of course, have got great histories, your Oldham's and your, your Bolton's and things like that. In your Yorkshire, you've got Leeds, Bradford, Huddersfield, Sheffield, et cetera, et cetera. You've got, you've got hubs of football. And in your North East, Midlands. you've got your Newcastles and your Sunderlands of this world. You do yeah. have your Newcastles and your Sunderlands and your, Bly- your Blythe Spartans and your Darlington and your Gator. But you've got strong groups, areas, Midlands, Villa, Birmingham, Leicester, West Brom, blah, 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 blah. But the Southwest has never had it, has never had that. Do we count Swindon's one season in the Premier League? Is the best that the, that the Southwest has had? Does Swindon even count as the Southwest? I'm not I mean, sure it does. No. I mean, Plymouth were always strong and, you know, they're the championship now, aren't they? I but think they were I'm... always a team that was in Division One in. Yeah. You know, Bournemouth? No. Yeah. It's not Southwest, is it? That's just. Is it? South. Isn't it? No. So. Basically, Dorset. I think. <laughs> it's good. I think Rovers. I think I'm right. And... Yeah. I think I'm right in saying, and I don't know the exact wording of this stat, and someone might correct me, but of the cities in England to have held Premier League football or to have not held Premier League football, Bristol, Plymouth and Exeter are basically the three biggest or three of the top five or something. And I just think that football, the football pyramid needs a good southwest a strong Southwest. And you think about what we went through, you think about what Torquay have been through in the past and are now about to go through again. Truro have had their problems. Taunton are having their problems. Um, Bristol City, whilst they are the highest team, they're losing money hand over fist. It's, um, it's Rogan strange. Have had problems. Exeter have had problems, haven't they? Exactly. And I would love to see a future of a strong Southwest contingent. It just feels quite far away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think certainly, you know, the area that we're in, I think Bristol, you know, Bristol have always been able to punch fairly high, haven't they? But you could argue Bristol City, the size of Bristol, Mm. Bristol City could be a Premier League team because of, you know, their infrastructure, their facilities. um, You could probably say if it wasn't a two- club city mm. it it would be yeah and if it wasn't for dean windass's right boot they might well have been um but that was something i was thinking about off the news today that i'd love to see a, a strong southwest yeah we yeah. wish them well yeah support for our fellow national league south mm. brethren uh, and i think i'm right saying against shit football club owners correct I think I'm right in saying they've got quite a strong supporters' trust. Which... I have a supporters' trust. Yeah. I, I, I don't sure. know about the strength of it. I, okay. I, I noticed, I think, Exeter, who are obviously fan-owned, had uh, reached out, as the saying goes, hadn't they, to, to them, which is a mm. classy touch, I think. Yeah, I'm not sure there's a great deal we can do to help, but... Um, no. no. I mean, if they need a couple of players off the wage bill and Aaron Jarvis is bored... 
Brett McGavin in midfield. Brett McGavin in midfield. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll take Austin Booth off, yeah? He was all right. He'll be good for a bit of depth in defence. Okay, right. Anyone so else? Ben, ben was, to, ben, ben was, to was pacey, wasn't he? <laughs> Come back, Kev Dawson. Yeah. Come home. Dawson. No, no more oldies. We're past that generate with no more. Anyway, questions. Questions. Um, I've got Twitter or X, whatever it's called. Uh, Hugh Hugh would like to know if Coatsy Boy has applied for the job vacancy at Aldershot. There's a club secretary vacancy, Dave. Club secretary vacancy? No. (laughs) Uh, uh, The boy returns home. Yeah, that's it, homecoming. Yeah. No, I haven't. It's quite a commute that one would be, I think, for me. And uh, yeah, it's the same so, commute you make every weekend to some far-flung corner of the country for this ridiculous football club. Yeah, I do. Your Dovers, your Chelmsford, your Aveleys. Yeah, exactly. Of this world, your Van Lampard, your Steven Gerrards. Brian Brian Peasland asks, how many times have you watched Morgan Williams' winner on HP Source? Quite a lot when I was slowing it down to see if Alex Fisher was offside. <laughs> yeah. It is good. It is, a, it is a moment, isn't it? We've had a few moments, and quite a lot of them have come from Morgan Williams this season. Um, oh, yeah, that's a good yeah. point, actually. You didn't mention that, did we? Ian Randall pointed out in his post-match interview about his goals. Equaliser, late equaliser against Chelmsford back at the, the start of the season. Um, make sure I get these right. Winner it? at Worthing, yeah, in the last minute. Winner at Bath. Um, fairly late on as well. And that one. Is that right? Four? That one. Yeah, yeah, four goals, yeah. I mean, as, yeah. as important goals go, a winner at Worthing and a winner at Bath, when because you know, Bath were doing decent at the time that mm. they did, and uh, equaliser late on against Chelmsford. In the, when you look at the table now, they are three very important goals. And, and uh, with with what Worthing did on Tuesday, that winner was equally important, I would say. So, yeah. yeah. Well, without putting too much credit on him, it's, you know, nine, ten of the, <laughs> ten of those 13 points uh, as a result of headers that he's put in the back of the net, aren't they? Yeah. Well, Bath wasn't a header, was it? Was it, wasn't no, it, was it a nice finish. Oh, no, it was a, nice, a, nice a finish, sweep. Am I, are, they all, are they all quite late goals? Or was that yeah, Chelmsford? Oh, yeah. Where yeah. yeah, was 90 was... plus. Chelmsford yeah. was late. Chelmsford that was 86, the... 87, something like that, I think. Yeah. Bath, was Bath the earliest? I think Bath was 80 something, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was after 80, surely. Yeah. Quick check, quick check, quick check, quick check, quick check. And you think how many. 80, uh, exactly. Yeah. That's massive, isn't it? That's huge. Our two centre-halves have scored 10 goals this season, which is, you know, last season, as we said the other week, Max Hunt, we were thinking, well, out of his side, has got to score some goals from corners. And uh, Jake Wano and Morgan Williams are knocking it out of the park. So, yeah. 90th-minute goal against Chelmsford. One of those will do, please, Morgan. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, we'll have one of those. One of those will do. Um, Ryan Pearson also asks, have the monthly fans forum meetings continued? I think he means the, the SAG, Supporters Alliance Group meetings. Oh. It's important to continue when the going's good, not just when there are issues. I think uh, that's I, I think know. that's 
that's exacerbated by the news we've heard at Torquay today. It is it is absolutely important that supporters trust whoever get the chance to ask questions, and there are there are questions to ask. So I hope that I hope that they are, and I hope they will continue to. I'm not sure they are as regular as they were, um, and I don't. I mean, from the how many did I go to? I think I went to two. From the one or two that I did go to, you wouldn't need a monthly. And <laughs> the ones that I went to weren't particularly constructive because it was here must not be named mm. roundly um, honing in on the Glover's Trust for daring to, to speak against him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah, so yeah. Agree there, Ryan. Uh, dun, da, da, da. Uh, this this doesn't have these don't have the hashtag on. But uh, Michael Calverley looking towards next season. Ah, oh, we've done these ones. Who would you like to see arrive at the club? Bukayo Saka. Um, who do you think would need to go? Any players oh. you think? It's hard to get rid of people who Scott Pollock can leave. It's yeah. got another year after this season, then. Jesus Christ. I would be surprised to see the likes of Jake Hyde still there yeah. next season. Um, I'd, I'd be falling over myself to keep Hyde. I really would, but that's just me. Yeah. Yeah, given his um, given his injuries and uh, lack of game time, I, it, I would imagine he'd probably want to go somewhere else. Be interesting seeing what the future holds for Will Buse. Yeah, Will Buse. And, and what our goalkeeping situation is there. Um, with the greatest respect in the world, I imagine a couple of the youngsters might not be here and we've only got a couple that are on pro deals, but Benjani hasn't played massive amounts out on loan and certainly not scored the numbers that he would need to really show he's impressing. And I, I wonder if he might be one to make way. It'd be a real shame, but just not scored massive amounts. Uh, I'd be reluctant to lose many. <laughs> You're 13 I, points clear and cut you out. I honestly wouldn't surprise me if we had a very different not different mm. attacker overall, but a very different looking, you know, if we play with one striker, if we're playing a 4-2-3-1 mm. still next season, wouldn't surprise me if none of them are Murphy, Hyde or Fisher. And we we don't know the future of Pearson. Was it just to the end of the season? It that, was, with a view to something. Was it? Yeah, yeah so that needs yeah. to be solidified. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see someone like Josh Hours. Um, want mm. to play more and go yeah. somewhere else, which I think would be, as I said, at the, at the start of the season, we've said it loads of times, haven't we? He was, you couldn't drop him. He was, mm. he was that kind of good when um, when Charlie Cooper was out for that lengthy period. And you get the impression from looking at the HP source that he's a bit of a popular character in the dressing room as well. But um, yeah, you imagine he's got to be frustrated about the amount of game time that he's able to get. Definitely. And again, you can't really argue too much with the players that um that we've got because I think he played. Where was it? Maidstone. He played, didn't he? Mm. And it would be it's, it's a bit harsh to judge him given he he hadn't played for such a long time. They played there, but didn't you know set the world alight. But hasn't had a run of games since that run of games that he did have. So we'd need to. Like, but if if Worthy or if Worthy or Sunny get injured, yeah. 
he's yeah, in, isn't he? That's yeah. the thing. It's that it's that biding your time waiting for the opportunity. Hmm. I, I the wouldn't... opportunity never comes. Well, yeah. Yeah. We're just one word away from a Ronan Keating song there, aren't we? Um it wouldn't surprise me if we needed more in midfield. Not more in midfield, um, but I'm not sure Cooper, Sonny and Worthy are enough in National League based on our previous season in the National League. We'd, we'd need depth as well. We'd need to have a few players who were squad I think we players. Need a tank. I think we need a tank in midfield. Yeah. Um, we'd also have to figure out what the future height lies for Linton, who I think is out of contract, but JMD technically isn't. Barnett said they had a um, an option to sign him permanently for free. He's actually not been playing for them for a couple of other games and they've got a bit of an injury crisis. So whether he's part of it or he's really not in favour there either. Um, but I just thought it was interesting that he hasn't been playing and when the manager's been doing name checks of all the players he's missing, he isn't one of them, which I thought was interesting. But he specifically said the other day, Cooper said to me the other day that he's not thought about recording. No, exactly. So that needs to be ironed out because if Barnett for whatever reason, don't take up the option of a free transfer. First day of preseason, he's back in training. So, yeah. 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 He also <laughs> said, Mark Cooper, in his Thursday press conference, that uh, he was asked about Scott Pollock again, wasn't he? He said he picked up something else, some kind another of... Another symptom. Another symptom, that was it. Another symptom. I was going to say... Think, what did he say? Perhaps the the rigours of first of full-time oh, football, football aren't suited to him or something like that as well, which, yeah. It's frustrating. For Scott. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, I think we've answered this question already as well. Uh, I haven't got Facebook. Dave, have you got Facebook? There or... is no questions on Facebook. Zero. Nothing. That's it. Uh, yeah, and I did share it across all the all the different places. And, uh, and yet I can see nothing. Let me just have one last double check. But I did... Uh... I did look and I, I couldn't see. I that. haven't had any notifications on my phone. Normally I get loads. No, nope, there's nothing. Two likes. We've been liked <laughs> by Paul, Paul uh, Rouse. Well, I'm going to say Rouse. Um, yeah, he liked it, but he didn't. Uh, he didn't like it enough to leave a question. So, thank you for your good wishes, Paul. So all being uh, well, Dave. Oh, there is one. Sorry, there is one final one oh, before no. we go. All being well, Dave. Uh, how many points do you believe we will win the league by? And when will we lift the trophy? Sam Pearson okay. called it today. Did he? Sam Pearson said, Sam Pearson said um, it would be nice to do it talkie at home. That's the one the boys want. It's the one I want. That's what the one this boy wants too. <laughs> That's the one. He caught, I was surprised. He gave a little look. I'm not sure if he gave a look. It might have been to Dan. As if to say, can I answer this? Am I allowed to? Am I? Is this all right? Can I go? And he's he's got a little smile on his face, and then he went for it. And I was like, okay, I appreciate that. I appreciate that honesty. Yeah, nice. Okay. Um, I I've been trying desperately to do maths with regards to league titles for the last like seven or eight fully completed seasons. Eighty six wins you the league more often than not. Um, but I think it might take plus 90 my head comes back to 92 now it used to be about 86 87 but i think i'm settling on 92 would be enough which is hey, exactly... have you given it any thought 
I, I don't think about maths. <laughs> I really don't. At any point in my life, I've never thought about maths, mate. Ask me after Saturday. We'll talk Sunday. Let's see. Let's, let's see, 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 see where we are then. Yeah. I, I, I do think we need a few. I can see Worthing. Worthing can still get to one. No, they uh, Worthing can no longer get above 100. Hit they 100. They so many. They, I know, but like... what I'm saying is they, they cannot get above 100. Chelmsford can go to 99. I think Worthing can get to 98 if they're perfect. So get to 100 points and it's game over anyway, which is only 25 points away. Which is basically done and dusted anyway because football math. But yes. Now you're going to believe us. Form guide says 86 should be enough. I think it's going to be north of 90 though. Okay. There we go, we've answered that. And when do you want to lift the trophy? Whenever it's done. Whenever it's done. Just a home game, not an away game. Pack it in. And I think I think I think we need to start now like pushing the home games against Torquay in those that those home games in and around that area. There's only five home games left now. Let's let's see if we can't start the process of getting 5,000, 6,000s, looking to break records again. That Chippenham game probably won't be huge numbers. But Torquay and Worthing, let's put some bums on some seats over the next few weeks. 8,007, uh, 8, the target, yeah? That'd be nice. That'd be very nice. I mean, in theory, it's possible. In theory, it is possible. Because if Torquay needed to stay up, could be a lot on that game. Could have a packed out away end. Let's start. Let's start getting some tickets. So let's start getting some bonds on some seats. I'll try. Ninetieth minute. Dave, you're yes. going to Chelmsford. That is the plan. Yes. Question. Okay. Why? Because Yeovil are playing there. Correct. And that's just what you do. Um, I've got a lot less anxiety about you going to matches now, Dave. Ever since Tunbridge. <laughs> I stand by my record here. I stand by my record. I think statistically, I, I've got a better ratio than a lot of people. But yes, yeah. When I saw Welling 4-1, I did drop to my knees and went, no! And I was like, oh, yes! No, hang on a minute, that's all right. <laughs> Still got nightmares about that one. Got a running track round it, Chelmsford, isn't it? Got a track. Is it yeah, grass? Got that feel to it, I think. Yeah, yeah. And I need to check it out. But, I, um, but yeah, there was definitely a running track round it. Is it grass? Yeah, it's grass, yeah. Thank God for that. Have you got your spikes to have a run around the track or Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, if we if we if we get a decent result there, then I might uh I I might do a, a lap. Yeah. For no okay. reason at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's a biggie well, this weekend, boys. It's a biggie. I'm looking forward to it. Bring it Safe on. trip, Dave. Cheers, mate. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Morris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him by the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Troy.